0: Hi, this is The Rock Recovery.
1: And this is Josh Bond.
0: And this is Angie Meadows. and Welcome today. We have another lesson for you. Today we're going to be abiding in Christ, Josh. That abiding means a remaining, a continuing, a dwelling, an abiding in His peace and in His presence.
1: Yes, peace. You said it right, right there, peace.
0: So the first one is John 15, 4. These are Bible studies at the back of the detachment books. And I feel like that we need to study God's Word. It says, study to show yourself approved, a workman, not to be ashamed. And if I'm not studying God's Word, I'm stuck in anxiety, I'm... I'm fretful, I'm fearful, my eyes are distracted, my ears are, are listening to, to voices I shouldn't listen to, my mind is in confusion, and my heart is hurting. And so we have four gateways, the eyes, the ears, the mind, and the heart, and when we're abiding in Christ, we're protecting our gates. We're protecting what the Lord has given us. So let's read number one, John 15, 4.
1: What is required of us before we can bear fruit?
0: Hmm. So the purpose of my abiding in Christ is to bear fruit. So remaining me, as I also remain in you, no branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. And neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. So if I am not remaining in Christ, um, I'm not. I'm not going to bear good fruit. I might. I might have some rotten fruit. What I get might be immature, might be sour, bitter, you know, not fully grown, but it's going to be stolen. So, what's required of me to bear fruit?
1: And it's going to overpower the good fruit. Absolutely. It's going to eventually, the rotten fruit's going to win. You know Absolutely.
0: What I mean? It sure does if you keep that on your tree. It
1: is required for us to abide or remain in Christ all the time.
0: Yeah, and that's the way we're going to bear fruit. So, number two, John 15, 5.
1: Will we have any lasting fruit in our lives if we are not abiding, and Hmm. why?
0: I am the vine; you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. So, am I uh, I going? That's okay. uh Am I going to bear lasting fruit?
1: No, no, because we are only a branch. The power comes from the vine, not the branch. A cut off branch withers and dies.
0: How about that? How about that? So if I do not abide in my vine, I'm abiding in my problems and my circumstances, I'm connected to the wrong thing, and I'm not going to bear fruit. So number three, John fifteen two. will the husbandman prune branches that are fruit-bearing? And why?
1: He cuts up every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that, he d- that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful.
0: Hmm, so yes. Uh, He's going to prune me so that I'll bear fruit, and then I'll bring forth more fruit. And everybody knows who has ever had grapes or apple trees. You've got to prune those things. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when he prunes me, it's painful. (laughs) And if I get stuck in the pain, you might as well forget it. I'm going to be stuck there for a good little while, you know. 6 hours, 6 days, 6 weeks, 6 months, 6 years, it doesn't matter how long I get stuck there if I don't believe that okay this is a pruning process. The Lord's showing me what he wants me to cut out of my life that's hindering me from abiding in him. So number 4, John 15:2, will the husbandman cut off dead branches?
1: Yes, because they are useless and bear no fruit.
0: That's right. So how can someone be likened unto a dead branch?
1: They are disobedient and not repentant and yielded to Christ.
0: Ouch. And, you know, if I hear... Uh, reminiscing, ruminating, rationalizing. Everybody else does it. Why can't I do it? Everybody else gets away with it. (laughs) Well, did God really say (laughs) – if I hear myself do that, Josh, I'm in trouble. I'm I'm being disobedient. I'm not being repentant. So to be obedient means I'm going to agree with God. You're right, Lord. You're right. So here's an application question to that verse. Can a merely professing Christian – not a real Christian – be cut off?
1: no he has never been part of the vine well how
0: about that look at that so number seven john 15 6 is it necessary to abide in christ to be fruitful and what happens if a christian doesn't abide or intentionally remain in christ
1: if you do not remain in me you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers such branches are picked up thrown into the fire and burned
0: oh ouch, ouch, ouch he will cut us off and we will be withered and burned so you know you can serve the lord All your life and lose your fruit. Mm -hmm. If you get stuck, believe in a lie. And I believe the only thing the enemy has on me is a lie. So I know I'm abiding. I want you all to hear this. I know I'm abiding when I wake up in the middle of the night with a scripture, when I wake up in the morning with a new song on my heart, when He's given me dreams, when He's given me comfort, when I'm carrying His presence and His peace, and I'm bearing fruit and no. And, like, it's not that I don't lose my peace, but I wrestle for it until I figure out what lie I believe that stole it and I get it back. And when that happens, I'm abiding in Christ. But now, if I go to bed with my anxiety, what do you think I wake up with, Josh?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> what do you yeah. think I wake
1: up with? More problems.
0: Yeah, I wake up with my torment. Yes. And I'm trying to fix, manage, and control. I wake up in the middle of the night rationalizing with someone who's irrational. Yeah. <laughs> you wake it up with work? self. I do. I yes. do. So, you know, a lot of times we are tricked into thinking if we just think a problem longer or differently, that mm-hmm. we'll be able to think our way to through to the end. Yeah. But there are stupid things that we can never rationalize, that we can never justify why they happen. We just have to let them go. Yes. So John seven fifteen seven 7, number 8.
1: What is a condition to having our prayers answered?
0: If you remain in me and my words remain in you... Ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. So the condition of having my prayers answered is to be abiding and trusting in Christ. So you know, people have used this verse and said, you know, I can ask all kinds of things, and God doesn't give it to me, so it must not be a true scripture. But it is a true scripture. If I'm abiding in Christ, my will lines up with His will. And what I've learned, Josh, is to have no will of my own. To be like Jesus in the garden, oh, Lord. Take this cup from me if you can, but if not, Thy will be done and not my will. So I literally lay it on the altar, Lord, Lord, I, I don't want to go through this. I don't want to do this. Lord, this is painful, but Thy will be done. Yeah. And as I just yield my entire will to Him, now He's going to take and turn my heart. Yeah. And, but it, it takes time, so I can't make decisions too fast. What I've learned is that if I make decisions too fast, I have... Uh, usurped the will of God I've made I've stepped in I've made promises I've said things that I shouldn't have said and now I've now I've got to follow through with them I yeah. said it so instead what I want to do is back up and say you know let me think about that let me pray about that give me a day or two and you got a really bad hard struggling you know no good decision to make that's not going to be good either way um, back up and ask the Holy Spirit for that that counsel
1: pray and sleep on it you know what I mean? That yes, is, yes.
0: And when you wake up with peace, yes. you'll know you found the will of God. Yes. Ooh. <laughs> and you'll also feel his presence. And, and uh, Josh's presence is a burning in my heart. Yeah. And when my heart burns, I'm like, I have found him. I have found. Him, and it doesn't matter what happens to me. It doesn't matter what people say about me, What which way He guides me. It doesn't matter if I live in the city, in the country, in a tent, in a palace. It doesn't matter. I have the presence of God, yes. and the one thing I have found is that money is worthless without yes. love. Without Christ in my heart um, building me in that relationship, without peace, I, I, I haven't got anything. I, it doesn't matter how much money I got if I don't want peace. Yeah, you're right. That peace is is uh, valuable. So, yes. so number nine, John. When a person
1: has peace, they use money as a tool instead of money as a power thing. When a person has peace, they don't see money as a I oh, I need it, I need it, I need it. They see it as, well, if I do have this, mm-hmm. which God is going to provide this, I will go get this. You know what I mean? It's nothing... I just, it took me 41 years to realize this myself.
0: Well, and a lot of times what we have to do is God does want to provide for us, but we fix, manage, pull, <laughs> yeah. push, get a credit card, get high interest. Yeah. And we don't sit and just say, Lord, I need a refrigerator. You yeah. got you got one?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Lord, how is it you want me to pay for this? Yeah. Lord, what is it you want me to do? And, and I literally sit with it yeah. and sit in the presence of God until he shows me what it is. And if he doesn't provide it... I don't need it. yeah right. no now let's say that again. if he doesn't, he doesn't provide, provide it, it, I don't need it. <laughs> there yeah. you go. okay, so read John fifteen eight.
1: this is to my father, no to my father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be disciples.
0: So the purpose of bearing fruit is to glorify God. So they will see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven in Matthew 5.16. So this abiding is for the purpose of glorifying our Father. Number 10.
1: What are the conditions of abiding? Outline verses 10-14 and tell me what is what it would look like to abide in His love. That's okay. John 15.9. And 10.
0: Okay, so as the Father has loved me, so I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in His love. So Jesus is talking, and He's saying, you can't go wrong if you just abide in the Father's love. So let's look at the uh, verses 10 through 14. Let's go slow.
1: If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love just as i have kept my father's commands and remain in his love
0: okay so the first thing we need to do is keep his commands if he says to forgive guys forgive if he says to rejoice then rejoice rejoice i say therefore rejoice in all things by prayer and petition give thanksgiving (laughs) be anxious for nothing these are commands these are not suggestions so keep these commands so that means i have to know the word of the lord okay number 11.
1: i have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete
0: so if i don't have the joy of the lord um you don't have
1: joy (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I don't have joy. I mean, maybe fast joy, like yes, fleeting joy, right. you know what I mean?
0: Right, a uh, circumstance that makes me yeah. happy. Worldly joy. Yes, That's, yeah. but I can be rejoicing uh, no matter what my circumstances look like if I have the joy of the Lord as my strength. So my joy is not dependent upon my circumstances. My joy is dependent upon trusting, abiding faith in the one true God. Yes. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes, I um, – When the Lord dropped joy into me, it was like, wow. I ended up with a spirit of dancing that I didn't know existed. And I was no longer ashamed to worship God publicly, nor did I care about what anybody thought about me. All of a sudden, it was just me and the Lord. And I was just worshiping. And I'm like, man, this is beautiful. This is, at any time I can turn on worship music, drop into that joy, and my heart burns for Him. And so what uh, what I was listening to on one of the sermons the other day, Was to build our gates with praise. And as we do that, then the enemy does not have power to run us over with anxieties, with fears, with condemnation. You know, we got that joy and it's built that gate. Now we can stand still and see what the Lord's going to do for us because we're trusting in him. So let's look at number 12.
1: My command is this. Love each other as I have loved you.
0: So, yes, we have to study love. What does God love? What are we supposed to love? What are we supposed to hate? Part of love is hating those things that are mistreating us and uh, realizing that no matter how much we love someone who's abusive our love will never sanctify them. And that's that's what Pastor Kevin said in a sermon about a month ago. He said, you know, you can love and love and love, but it will never sanctify abuse. The only thing Mm. that will sanctify that person that you love is the blood of Christ. And that's when you just turn them over to the Lord. There they are, Lord. Sanctify them, Lord. Sanctify them by your blood, Lord, that they may be saved. And I think sometimes my lesson is." Not to love more, but to pray more for their salvation. Yeah. So number 13.
1: Uh, greater love has no one has no one than this to lay down one's life for one's friends. Mm.
0: So laying down my life, that means I, I serve others.
1: Yes number 14. You are my friends if you do what I command.
0: There it is again. Keep his commands. So if I want to continue bearing fruit, here it is outlined in John 15, 10 through 14. Keep his commands, have complete joy, love one another. Lay down my life and keep His commands. Yes. So when He says it twice, keep His commands. Keep His commands. I think He means. I think He means it. (laughs) Yeah. And
1: look, I just now caught on to this. It says, "Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends." You are my friends if you keep do what I command. So He only did. He laid down His life for the people that keep His commands
0: and those that that love Him. And he loves, yes, Yes. and he did it for everyone that will receive it.
1: Yes, yes, but that's also keeping his command. Absolutely. Through me, you will find the Father. I have
0: responsibility. Yes, Uh, he's done the work, but I have to do my side of the work. Yes, I can't come and just think he's a genie in the bottle and just come whenever I want something. I've got to really dedicate myself to him and come what may. Yeah, whether it's a storm, whether it's a party, I have to serve him and say, you know, Lord, I. I don't know what you're doing here, but I trust you. And that developing trust and knowing that trust is greater um, than my fears it has been so powerful in my life cuz once i feel feel my fear or my anxiety or my physical response my fight or flight i realize that wait wait i am i am not trusting god i'm not abiding in him and i have to renounce that and and start speaking to myself through those promises so let's see what john 15:11 says
1: what is a true sign to know that we are abiding in christ
0: mm-hmm. read the verse
1: i have told you this so that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be complete."
0: There it is. A true sign of abiding in Christ is that you will have joy. So John fifteen fifteen. are we called
1: servants of Christ? I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead I have called you friends. For everything that I have learned from my Father I have made known to you.
0: So this verse calls us the friends of Christ. So as I have asked the Lord to be his friend and as I sit quietly he shows me things. He shows me where he wants me to go. And I often wondered how did Jesus know to go to the pool of Bethesda and pray over that person? How did he know to put mud on that guy's eyes? How did he know that who who was coming that day it's because he had been to the mountain and he had prayed he had gotten up <coughs> before dawn he had asked the lord he'd already seen what the father was telling him and the closer i get to the lord and the more i settle myself and the more i trust in the more i can see this so like this past sunday on saturday i saw i saw a man about halfway back in the congregation with a dove setting on him and he was in a bright colored shirt and i thought ah, that's just me and i just kept moving you know and it was a it was like a very fleeting thought a very very fleeting, uh, like, vision that I could see in my mind's eye, and it was just so quick that I could have missed it. So I went around praying for everybody (laughs) that's in recovery on Sunday morning, And, and I get to the front, and I look back between the rows, and there he is, bright shirt, and right in the middle of the row, tall, just exactly like I saw, and I was able to go up to him, and I knew him. I knew him from... You know, a year or so of fighting for his recovery and he's like, Man, I backslid. And I said, That was yesterday, buddy. Today you got the dub. <laughs> so I started coaching him about the peace of God that was gonna be upon him and how to hold his peace, how to realize that 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 Holy Spirit is right here. He's not forsaken you. You you've come back now, you've got this peace, so let your peace rule your life, and not your anger, not your frustrations, not your discouragements. But let that peace rule. And the Lord says that if we give our peace away, and the people aren't worthy, take it back. So I was just coaching on it. Don't don't let your anger uh, move that peace. You make sure you hold that peace. So number thirteen, John fifteen sixteen.
1: How can we be chosen? The Lord chooses me, and then I have personal responsibility to answer His call.
0: Hmm, You did not choose me, but I chose you, and I appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit that will last, and so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. There it is again. But it comes with abiding. It comes with responsibility. So God chooses me. I'm appointed. But I'm appointed to what? To go bear fruit and bear fruit so James 4: 8 says draw close to God and he will draw close to me John 3:16 says whosoever will I must receive the call on my life and will myself to come to God that's my responsibility so let's look at John 1335
1: how will others recognize we are embodying in Christ
0: by this everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another I was uh, working with my girls in recovery, and one of them uh, pulled me over, and she looked at the girl next to her, and she said, "This is the woman I was telling you about. This is the one that loves us." And I tell you, it smelt in my heart. I was like, "Oh." <laughs> so we will recognize each other by our love for one another. <laughs> now, um, love does not mean we're a doormat.
1: That's right.
0: If so, You cannot sanctify abuse with your love. No. Only the blood of Christ can do that. So a lot of times you just move back, but you don't condemn them, you don't hate them, you don't be what they're being, you don't be angry when they're angry. You're just like, okay, Lord, I'm going to wait on you to work in their heart. And as you do this and as you pray for them, they'll come along. Yeah. So let's look at what memory verses would be very important for us to work on because God's showing me that meditating upon His Word is the thing that's going to prepare me for the battle ahead. Because when Jesus was in the wilderness and He was being tempted, the sword that He used was the Word of God. And part of the armor of God is the sword, which is the Word of God. So if I don't know the Word, how am I going to fight the enemy? Yeah. So a lot of times I can ask God, what do I do? And a scripture will drop right in, and I'm like, I know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> so let's look at John 15:4.
1: Remain in me, and I will remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in Me.
0: So even if you just get remain in Me, remain in Me, remain in Me, and I will remain in you, even if you just get that little phrase, that little part of that verse, it will break the power of your obsessive thinking, of your anxiety. But what you have to do is you have to recognize when you're thinking a thought that's making you anxious when you're allowing things to move you that is not of God, and then you reprogram that with the Word of God. Remain in me, and I'll remain in you. Remain in me. And I'll remain in you. And as I just quote that, now I'm speaking God's promise. Oh well, He's in me. If I, as long as I hang right here, and I don't move off into anxiety and get out from underneath His covering, but I hang right here. God, I trust You. I don't know what You're doing,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but I'm hanging on. I trust You. It's uh, it's gonna it's gonna bear fruit. It's coming. Yeah. It's coming to pass. Okay, so let's look at John fifteen five. Read that
1: first. I am the vine. You are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in in him, he will bear much fruit apart from me you can do nothing.
0: Hmm. So if I feel like I'm just spinning my wheels, where what do I need to do?
1: Go back to God.
0: Remain in, in me. him. Yeah, my remain in him. In him. Yeah. Okay. So John 15:6 and 7.
1: If anyone does not remain in me, he is like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are pick are picked up
0: picked up. <laughs> yeah, picked up,
1: <laughs> thrown into the fire and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, Ask whatever you wish and it will be given to you.
0: Wow. Remain in me. There it is in three different verses. Remain in me, remain yeah. in me, remain in me. Okay. So if I'm remaining in the vine, I have got my life source. I've got the everlasting life living in me through that vine. But if I'm not abiding in Christ, if I'm not connected to my source, I'm connected to something else. Yeah. Something that will devour me. Because doesn't the enemy is like a roaring lion coming to devour us? That's
1: true. Because listen, think about this. It says, if you remain in me, he is like a br- branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up and thrown into the fire and burned. If you remain in me, my words remain in you. You can. Ask whatever you wish and it will be given to you. Mm-hmm. The old me, when I just had Jesus as like a lawyer or a bondsman or a, somebody that worked at a store when I would pray and say, I want a car or I want bond or I want uh, money, today he gives me peace and I mm-hmm. And I study him, what do I really ask God for? Mm-hmm. I tell him how great He is, and how much of a blessing he is that I just have him as my father, have my, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I don't ask for material things because he gives me the peace of life, you know what I mean? I couldn't do that. I couldn't say, Jesus, please give me this mansion, because I know He's going to give it to me anyway, yeah. whether it be a tent, but it's going to be a mansion to me, in you know what heart. I
0: mean? Amen. So I remember praying just this last couple of days, Lord, I don't want anything that you don't give me Yeah. if I can't have your presence. Yeah. If I can't have your presence, if I can't have your peace in my heart, I only want you. Yeah. I will sacrifice everything. If I just have you, it's enough. Yeah. So if you're always lacking, it's because you don't have the peace of God upon you that's remaining in you. Remain in Him. Remain in your source, in your vine, in that everlasting life. And we just love you, and we hope you enjoyed this abiding in Christ lesson of John 15.
1: Remember, remain in Him.
0: Amen, amen. And thanks for joining us. This was The Rocker Recovery.
1: This is Josh Vaughn.
0: And this was Angie Meadows. And you can find us again on Podbean, Spotify, iTunes, Pandora, under The Rocker Recovery. You can find the books on Amazon.com under Angie G. Meadows under Rocker Recovery. also have Enabler's Books for Enabler's Journey. And I have some Bible study books on there. So we will see you next time.